everyone and welcome. You're listening to DTSE Talks, the place to be to learn more and explore the life in Magenta. You wonder what's going on in the company? Where do we excel and what's our lessons learned? Join me as I delve into the life in DTSE and interview employees as well as guests to answer all your questions. I'm your host, Umayma Buswab, and today I'm introducing you to the first and unique episode of DTSE Talks. So, I have brought colleagues from Czech Republic, Germany, Slovakia, and Romania to share in a light-hearted way our differences and some of our funny stereotypes. All in good humor, of course. So, it's gonna be really a bit crowded in this episode, so bear with me, it's a unique set. Our guests each give their personal intake on the stereotypes, give their advice to make collaboration work best in teams, and later on, we have a special guest. I don't want to give it away, but he's quite known to the colleagues who were part of DTSE creation. So stick around. Have you worked with colleagues from different countries? Ever left a meeting room assured that you got the key message only to realize over a cup of coffee with a colleague that they got a totally different understanding of the meeting? That's because we all have our different cultures, different behavioral setup, and a different way of communicating. And the goal of this episode is to learn how to understand our differences and look beyond them. So, without a further ado, let's go straight to Germany with our first guest. <laughs> Our first guest today is Judith Goldman. Judith, you've been working with Deutsche Telekom Group for 21 years now. You had different HR functions and you were responsible yourself for international assignments for Deutsche Telekom expats from all over the world. And just recently, you became again the expat in Slovakia, where you took the position of vice president for P2P International. You have a passion for travel and international mobility. You've been everywhere, I see. And your life motto is, if you don't like something, change it. If you cannot change it, change your own attitude. I love that. Super strong motto and a super way to start this podcast, Judith. <laughs> thanks, May. Hi, so welcome and thanks for being here to share with us your experience with cultural differences and stereotypes. I'm glad you joined us and I introduced you a little bit. So if you want, you can introduce yourself a little bit more or uh, say something about yourself that most people don't know. I think the main things you said already about me. So um, my passion is traveling. Also, I love to work abroad, to be abroad, work in the international environment. And I think something that is... Um, Yeah, changed my life dramatically. So to say my work life is that after so many years in HR, I changed now to finance. So total job rotation, not only the country, but also the subject, which is extremely interesting for me. So are you enjoying the challenges so far? Yes, I like it. And it's, it's really nice. And it's challenging for all of us because I'm yeah, here, you know, Corona situation. So I just came 1st of October in the middle of the lockdown again. So everybody's doing his and her best to onboard me here locally um, in at home, maybe, yeah, mainly. That's super. So you're a guest today because we're talking about culture and you've had your fair experiences with international environments. The first question is, uh, what do you think about the stereotypes and uh, do you think you use them uh, personally in your daily life? Yes, I do. 
because I think stereotypes are there. You know, you cannot avoid to have them. And I also don't think it's such a bad thing because stereotypes also help us. Yeah, they support us and for first uh, impression or first behavior when we meet people from totally different culture. Let's say everybody knows when you meet someone from Japan, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go there and hug this person and kiss that person and say, hello, how are you? You know, this is something that a stereotype mm -hmm. helps us uh, also to avoid this kind of situations, which are also not always nice. And uh, I think stereotypes are not the problem. I think uh, when you are not open to change your opinion about somebody as a person and uh, prejudices, that is a negative thing. Yeah, When you're not ready to change your own uh, attitude or your own mindset about some someone or another culture. That's true. We should make really the difference between prejudice and, and stereotyping. And uh, we had the uh, time and the opportunity to meet different cultures. And the question for you now is, do you have any situations where you're, you've been stereotyped as typical German? Absolutely. I mean, I think when you are a German, uh, you meet a lot of stereotypes abroad. Yeah. So pe because people have a very clear picture about us yeah. as a culture. And, you know, when you work abroad, uh, people think that yeah, you're very serious. You never talk about private stuff. You're always like uh, to the point at work and um, more introverted, uh, very uh, direct, which is seen quite um, rude also in some countries. So I think that that are the stereotypes. But on the other hand, also the people think you are uh, very precise, uh, reliable. Yeah, this kind of German engineering. This is still a brand <laughs> in the world. And uh, but mostly people think that we are quite serious. I think also in job. And uh, I'm. I know when I was first time in Slovakia. Uh, when I was quite young, I think the biggest compliment that my colleagues gave me uh, after a few days was that they said, oh, for German, you're quite a nice person. And I was like, That's, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> That's quite nice to hear, also refreshing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think you have to, to live with that and not to close your eyes and to convince people that you are not only coming from a certain culture where they have a stereotype, but that we are all people and individuals. Yeah, and uh, we have all our own personality funny interesting situations and if you want to share more of them please go ahead yeah i think i think the 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 most challenging situation was when i worked and lived in south korea when i was very young uh, for three months And, uh, you know, Asian culture is so different from ours and you can have a lot of cultural trainings, but still it's, it's something yeah, you need to be, to be careful in, in the culture. And I think, uh, it was funny when, um, both of us tried to adapt to the other cultures. So I was in the elevator mm -hmm. standing there with only Korean men and the elevator door opened and, you know, I waited for them to go out because in Korea it's like men's first and they were waiting because it is ladies first for them. They obviously saw that I'm a Western woman. So uh -huh. nobody of us left the elevator <laughs> for two or three minutes. Like stared at each other like, okay, like who's first now? And then, um, so, so that, that was something that was interesting. And uh, I think in Asia, a lot of, of strange things happened to me and, uh, but funny <laughs> after all. Yeah. <laughs> This is also some nice value to to uh, to pick from other cultures. So this is what's interesting and fascinating when you are uh, in an environment where you can learn from each other. That's true. That's true. I think that you can learn a lot uh, from each other. And I think it's more and more um, 
interesting or important because all of us will work more and more international environments. So we all somehow have to adapt to each other. Or also, I must say, uh, which is very challenging, is leadership in an international environment. And it's not only that every person is different in your team, but also you have different cultures. You have your own leadership style from your own culture. So I think that is even more challenging from my perspective when I compare it in the last years and now in that position. So here I'll ask you, what is your best advice to make this collaboration work best in this multicultural environments we have? I think the best advice is really ask for support. It's not a shame when you don't have experience in national in, in international environment or if you um, if you don't know about it. So I think we have a lot of colleagues who are really willing to share. For example, also when I, before I moved to Slovakia, you know, I asked other colleagues at TSE who had this kind of exchange or from other, from T-Systems who who went from Germany to Slovakia in a leadership position and said, okay, please tell me, give me some advice, give me some feedback. And they were all open to share. Yeah, I think Mm-hmm. That is something really ask for support. Yeah, it's not for every topic that you need some help. There are colleagues there who help you. Second thing is you. I mean, you know, if you are not willing to adapt, if you're not willing to change yourself, you shouldn't go abroad. Yeah, it's not. I'm not coming. Simple as that. <laughs> it's it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's really simple because you know I'm I'm not here to and uh, I cannot act in the same. 100% way as I would in Germany. So, and you need to be aware of this before you go. Yeah. So don't be surprised that, oh my God, this is not home. No, it's not home. That's why you moved abroad. Okay. So it's something yeah. that uh, you need to adapt. You need to be willing to learn and you need to, to be tolerant. Uh, and uh, I think you should spend a lot of time on understanding really the environment and the people and learn from them. That's my mm. advice. And, um, Another always important advice for me is that when we talk about people and, and cultures in general, we are always focusing on the differences. But I'm sure we have more in common. Uh, there are more things that we have in common than things that make us different or that we fall apart. So I think uh, that is my advice. Look for the things that we have in common with each other. Great. Thank you for this nice and lovely insight. And uh, if you want to add something else or some funny situations come to your mind, uh, please feel free to share it. Too much funny situations that come to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Thank you, Judith, for your experience sharing. And uh, yeah, hope that I talk to you in another time on some leadership, female leadership topics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there, May. <laughs> Thanks for having me here today. Our other guest today is Andre Hora. Andre, you're an M&A and finance professional with an international experience. You moved back to your hometown, Brno, in 2017 to be closer to your family and roots. And since then, you joined DTSE and you dedicated your career to strategy consulting and management. Today, you're the head of the strategy department in DTSE CZ, leading your team with passion and positive energy. And I can approve that. <laughs> and Good, glad to hear mention, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And worth to mention, you're also a 2.3 meter tall and you're just recently a super proud and happy father of a cutie pie. So, Andre, welcome to the fatherhood environment and life and welcome to our DTSE Talks. Happy to have you here. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. And by the way, it's 2.03, not 2.3. That would be crazy. <laughs> 2.03? Ah, I said 2.3. <laughs> So two meter and something. So Andre, I introduced you a little bit and talked a little bit more about your height. <laughs> But please share with us something about yourself or something unique and nobody knows. 
I think nobody knows that before I moved back to Brno, I left my employer that I worked with before and I took three months sabbatical and it was also after I got my paragliding license. And then I moved to Nepal and I was volunteering in a school construction in Nepal for some time. And then I spent some time paragliding in Nepal and just having fun and hiking Annapurnas. And totally, I spent three months in there. Nice. And it was really awesome awesome moment in my life and perfect perfect moment to do it that's super cool do you still do paragliding never since nepal because there are no <laughs> no big mountains around Brno to, to practice and it's really time consuming hobby so that's true maybe yeah. when i retire that would be cool so andre you know why you're here with us today we have a topic about culture and stereotypes and since you are a czech person and you're also traveled around the world and you have a little bit of insights about different of cultures that's why i thought it would be cool to invite you here and because you're my boss and i have to no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding it's not true <laughs> so what do you think about stereotypes do you think you use them in your life and do you think they're important i think everybody has them a little bit maybe even unconsciously encoded in their behavior so probably to some extent yes but i i try like i'm a really big fan of diversity and giving everyone equal opp opportunities and really looking at contributions and not on where people are coming from or if they're male or female or whatever else mm -hmm. And yeah, I think we need to be like that, the whole company. I actually saw a really good example of that in the US. I feel like in the US, they were super good in this and in Germany as well, actually. Uh -huh. I was really surprised how diverse the society is and how open it is. And it felt exactly like in the US. So I really appreciated it. And if I compare it to Czech Republic, I think it's also because we were behind the Iron Curtain for X years and it's still in our DNA a little bit or in, the, in our parents uh, and grandparents. I think... Czechs are a little bit more careful about, uh, you know, people coming from different countries and from different backgrounds. And yes, of course, we're used to Vietnamese people because we know them, but like, we're not so sure about people from Syria. And I think this is mm -hmm. mentality that we need a little bit work on. Yeah. I think it's really important for the society because if you look at Germany, I know the first vaccine that was developed against COVID was developed by a company that's called BioNTech. And this company is owned and it was founded by... I don't know if even first or second generation immigrants from Turkey. So, you know, there is, it's always, you don't see the results right away if you have immigration and diversity and clash of cultures a little bit. That's true. But then it does have results. So I would like to see that in Czech as well. Yeah, that's when you see the good side of having uh, different people and diversity in your country and in your culture. So you've been abroad in two countries. I'm really interested to see how many different situations you've been in and what did you take from them? And some funny examples would be really cool. I think with Americans, they are really talkative and they're really talkative on really superficial level, right? So like when I went shopping, I would get asked like three times during the 20 minutes I would be doing shopping how tall I was, oh. <laughs> uh, which didn't, which never really led to any interesting conversation. It was always, hey, you were tall. Did you ever play NBA? And then I said, yeah, I played for, you know, Chicago Bulls. And they were like, no way. And they're like, yeah, I was joking. No, man, don't. <laughs> so <laughs> not always. That is a starter for a conversation yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. for them. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's different from the Czech uh, culture, I, I believe, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Czechs are more closed, I would say. But then... When you get closer with someone, they're much more willing to share even personal life details, stuff like that, that I never really got to the 
connection level of sharing personal details with any Americans, even though I lived there for six years and I was, I think, really good friends with some Americans. Mm. How did you feel in, in, in Czech? Did you encounter anything like that? Uh, maybe as a stereotype, it's the yeah introvert part. It's we talked about it, but yeah, I didn't really think that Czechs were that introverts. <laughs> and um, one thing I did before coming here is research a bit about how to yeah how to behave in the society and how to behave in in the community. And I read something about how to behave in the tram. And one first line, do not speak in the tram. Really? <laughs> During the week, really, it's super silent. And sometimes if you even dare to talk on the phone loud, everyone will turn to you and be like staring. <laughs> never happened to me. I, well, I haven't taken a tram for some time, but uh, I never noticed that. But it gets, it gets a bit loud in the weekends, of course, when there's like everyone partying. Then it gets loud. That's what I noticed. Maybe for you, it wouldn't look different. But for me, I come from a country that's really loud. And coming from that loud buses and loud trams and everything and everybody's oh, talking. Yeah. And here, it's like you super have, silent. You and... have a bit different reference. If you're referencing Berno to Marrakech, <laughs> I, can, I can see that there is a disconnect. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just really funny, the silence in the tram. It's good. <laughs> it's good sometimes. <laughs> uh, so you are lead of a team and you kind of do have different nationalities i mean only me <laughs> but i wanted to ask you did you have like any situation maybe not in this team or or before a situation where there was a misunderstanding due to the difference of culture and did you solve it and how no i don't think so like the, the only i think misunderstandings and, and conflicts you? but a little bit in that direction was maybe when we were starting to work with germany and there was a lot of expectations, mm, but yeah. um, I think it was eventually it was about communication. Maximize the communication. We really talked about everything. We even did some personality coaching, which was which was really cool. Uh, That's true. Yeah. We did the workshop, <laughs> and that really helped. And um, I can feel that now we're kind of fully up to speed in Berno supporting Germany on eye to eye level. Great, uh, Andre. Do you have anything else you want to share about maybe stereotypes or? funny situations no i think i think it's important that people remember that we're all on the same boat and we just need to maximize communication to, to find find a way together because we have the common goal yeah and we're in one company and mm -hmm. i think the more we make it work uh, between different cultures the, the better results we achieve eventually yeah so that would be your advice to make our collaboration work best yeah maximum communication and find good points in people or, or find find the good stuff in people and you will get there thank you for being here and for giving us the time and i hope i'll talk to you another session in this podcast soon our next guest with us today is laura maria gavrila Laura, you began your career as a content manager with your master in multimedia production, gaining unparalleled experience while also establishing yourself as a respected web and graphic designer. Today, you're working within the TSE Romania as a special product coordinator. You are widely known for your good mood, team minded, and lots of expertise in brand management and content management. You're based in Bucharest, Romania, and currently you're doing an awesome job as the replacement for communication expert, Christina UNESCO. And today you're here with us to share your experience and thoughts about our differences and our similarities. So Laura, thank you very much for being here and I'm glad that you're taking part of this podcast. 
Thank you so much, May, for having me. Uh, I must admit that I'm a bit nervous because the first time I'm doing something like this. But um, I'm also very enthusiastic about taking part in this project um, and being one of the your first guests. Awesome. I'm also glad about it. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about stereotypes? And do you think you use them automatically in your daily life? Uh, yes, definitely. I use them. Um, I believe that a lot of the stereotypes we have, uh, they're ingrained in us and they happen on a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. I think it's part because of our upbringing, but also part of the content we consume. Mm -hmm. Definitely, um, I think everybody uses stereotypes because uh, it's easy for us to categorize people. And basically, that's what stereotypes are. We categorize people according some, to some criteria, generally cultural criteria. Mm. But there's, of course, the danger that we oversimplify these criteria. And um, sometimes it can lead to racism or other negative aspects. Um, and generally, uh, having prejudice towards our colleagues. Yeah, if, if you if you think about some stereotypes, Romanian stereotypes, and I'm actually quite interested. Of course, <laughs> the big thing that uh, really defines us as a culture is that we are very hospitable. And if you go to visit someone in Romania, they will, and you go to eat with them, they will insist very much to eat more. Um, like have another dish and you will say no no thank you and they will yes yes please uh, do. and the polite thing is to first say no and then uh -huh. actually agree to eat more uh, and the funny story I was um, with a choir I used to sing in my uh, uh, let's say teenage years we were in Germany and uh, we arrived at our hosts very late we were super hungry and of course the host was very generous and said okay do you want dinner are you hungry and we like good Romanians. <laughs> we said, no, said no, no, thank you. And she was like, oh, okay, then let's go to bed. <laughs> we were like super hungry. And I actually had to go back and explain the whole situation. And she was like, but do mine a good day. Why do you do this? Because <laughs> Why do you do this? Just say yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We almost went to bed hungry, but unfortunately, in the end. I think I think that the younger generations, mine included, of course, we are trying to be more forward and leave this type mm. of behavior behind. It's not necessarily bad, but it's not very helpful in communication. Uh, it's bad enough that most of our communication is done non-verbally, <laughs> but uh, the yeah. small part mm. that is actually transmitted verbally should be direct and mean what it means, now, not encrypted that way. It could be confusing. Definitely. So we could you talk about some situation that happened at work and um, that needed to be solved because of a different cultural uh, understanding. Did you have some kind of situation like this and how did you solve it? Um, yeah, this type of situation are pretty often because... In DTC Romania, we have a lot of nationalities. Uh, we've had a, we have a lot of colleagues from um, that are Greek, a lot of colleagues that are Slovak, mm -hmm. um, some Czech people, uh, and they all have their own particularities. Um, one case that comes to mind that happened that happened quite recently 
yeah. uh, the Greek team stands uh, is sitting in the office next to the Romanian team. Some people, a team that offers services for Telecom Romania. Um, yeah. And the guys from uh, um, the Greek team, they always wanted to have the AC on like the lowest temperature possible because they ran very hot during the summer, which is uh-huh. <laughs> understandable, especially in Bucharest. But the people from the Romanian team, they always said, no, it's too cold. Then this was a constant conflict between them, uh, especially because in Romania we have something that it's, I think there is no actual translation in English. It, there might be one in German. For a um, current of air, if you leave like a uh-huh. door and the window open, then they get headaches and uh, earaches. And, and this is something that medically doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. I think it's from Eastern Europe. I think I hear it a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, so there was a constant conflict between them. And one person from the Greek team would go up, uh, get up and uh, turn on the AC. Or one person from the Romanian team would get up and turn off the AC. Uh-huh. And the <laughs> solution, I think, was a bit, uh, let's say, vehement or I don't know how to put it, because we put lock boxes on the, on the temperature display and the... Uh, remotes where you could uh, actually adjust the temperature and mm-hmm. set the temperature some some someplace in the middle so in the end nobody was happy um because it was uh, it wasn't cold and it wasn't warm so but it was in the middle it was in the middle and this applied to the whole company because there were constant conflicts on this on this team um but the end solution was actually to move the Romanian team next to another Romanian team where they could agree on the temperature. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's true. Yeah. So what would be your advice um, to make this work uh, in the multicultural environment actually efficient? The, the first thing to, to think about is that we are all individuals. If we are part of the culture, we may have, uh, we share some similarities with other people from that culture, but we are individuals and we are different. And we must always keep this in mind. And also another advice, let's say it's really basic. Um, you need to be a decent human being. And when you're a decent human being, you will always put yourself in the shoes of another person. Why is he or she telling that? Why is he acting like that? You know, and maybe you can try and understand the reasons why they are doing that. And if you don't understand, maybe you can just open a line of communication with that person and just be honest and speak from your heart. I didn't understand why you said that or did that. What is the reasoning behind it? Maybe I understood something wrong. And, you know, just put everything out on the table um, and discuss it in an openly and sincere manner. Yeah. The communication is the key. Just exactly. talk and uh, not let anything for exactly. assumptions exactly. or guessing. Or yeah, talk. Uh, Laura, it was really great to have you here today. Thanks a lot for uh, taking the time and uh, having this nice conversation with me. If you want to add anything else before saying bye, please go ahead. Uh, thank you for having me. Like I said in the beginning, uh, I was very enthusiastic to be part, uh, and I hope that many people will benefit from this very friendly and open discussion. And I wish you very much success um, in this road ahead of you. Thank you very much, Laura, and hope You're to welcome. see you soon. 
now moving to Slovakia with our guest Rastislav Bekeni. Rasto, after earning your master's in economics from Masaryk University in Brno, you entered the world of financial controller to explore your passion for numbers. In 2015, you joined the ERP International Rollout Projects in DTS Slovakia to become today the R2R slash GL stream lead. And in the line organization, you're the team lead for the end-to-end process team in Bratislava, where you're focused on the team's good spirit and good vibes. Rasto, hello, and thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. Um, thank you very much for the invitation and having me here. Yeah, Rasto, I um, introduced you a little bit, but if you want, you can say something that no one knows about you or something that none of your colleagues know about. I am also part of Telecom MBA program, which some of my colleagues might not know. Um, in this case, uh, uh, heading to the to the finish on 14 and 15 of January, we have a huge presentation in the front of our sponsor, and of, of course uh, also nice. management of of uh, DT mm-hmm. whole DT group. Uh, the information will be shared on uh, YAM. Everybody, all the employees from DT group can join. So colleagues, Super. please, if you will have a chance and time, feel free to join. It will be definitely interesting, interesting topics that were solved as a final project. That's great. I I know I have a colleague, George Keval, is also part of the of this program. I, I don't know. Yes. Super, yeah. Yes, he's my classmate. That's great. So <laughs> somehow you're close to uh, my contacts in a way. So that's great. Talking about our differences. So talk about the stereotypes in general. And I wanted to ask your opinion. What do you think about the stereotypes? And do you think you use them in your daily life? Well, definitely. Stereotypes are, are for me, it's a way of, way of behavior um, that, that is created among uh among a group of people and it's a completely different or different from from another group and i can say that stereotypes we can perceive them every day uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's completely natural for me that we have it based on our culture i would say uh, influences from our parents family friends therefore i wouldn't say that is is something bad it is just something natural for me What are the stereotypes in Slovakia that are famous and, and what do you think about them? Have you been in some situation where someone pointed out the stereotype in you? Well, I have one one really good in my mind um, when I'm thinking about the work and, and I would say that our stereotype is that when we have a meetings with, with colleagues uh, from different countries, we are kind of afraid of asking the questions. Perhaps we we consider themselves ourselves as a I don't know I would to to say delicately um, not the smartest in the round, mm. but this is the one stereotype I can perceive almost every day. We yeah. are afraid of asking questions. Yeah, I think it's also the same here in Czech Republic. So these two countries <laughs> um, agree in in this aspect. And we, I also talked with a Czech colleague, and he mentioned the same thing. Actually, this um, kind of a shyness of participating in anything where there are a lot of people around. After each meeting, if you ask anyone, they will answer you and they will tell you what they thought, and they will then ask you the questions. Yes. I think so. Definitely, definitely, yeah. and I really like the the approach when, or 
or the sentence that uh, no question is stupid question. That is, that is so, so well said because it is true. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have a bigger round, for sure you are not the only one that doesn't understand the, the topic or, or current part of the topic. So it's it's no yeah. shame to, to ask a question to understand it. Exactly. Okay, so did you have some funny situation at work where you had to think in the team, okay, this is a difference of culture, this is how I fix it? Do you have some example like that? Well, I think we had a quite tough discussions with the Croatian colleagues about the rollout. We were and we still are under a huge pressure, uh, especially, I would say they are, because they, they need to do regular job and on, on the top of it, um, doing also rollout on their side. So we had a several uh, several tough discussions. But at the end, I realized that it is just about the cultural differences and, and what were said on a, on a meeting at the end didn't mean so much because three, four hours later, we called each other and then we discussed and it turned out that this was just just the emotions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, yes, it is about culture. They are simply more, I would say, um, more emotional. Mm-hmm. But it has nothing to do with you or, or nothing against you. Just the emotions are part of the discussion in their culture, in their country. And you, it takes time to process it and it takes time to, to understand it. But once mm-hmm. you get over this, um, the communication can be super sufficient and, and there are no problems at all. And what would you recommend um, to make this collaboration work best in this multicultural environment, especially with you, where you not only work with um, the colleagues from DTSE, but also from really other countries? Uh, what is your uh, recommendation and advice you could give? Well, from from my personal experiences, we cannot take things too seriously. We cannot take it personal. Mm-hmm. And whenever we experience such a situation, it's uh, very beneficial to take some time and process it, to think about it, perhaps from the different perspective, from mm-hmm. think about how they perceive it, try to understand that we are not from the same country, we don't know each other so well, especially mm-hmm. during these corona times when we cannot meet personally. That's it's true. very, very hard to, to show the emotions and, and see the, the gestures and, mm-hmm. and mimics of the, of the face. Therefore, really take time, think about it, um, cool down a little bit, and then get into the discussion again. I mean, always we can we can explain and we can discuss everything. And as I said, after sometimes things are completely different. You have the different perspective. Most probably also your counterparts have a different perspective. And in my case, this is working. That's good to keep in mind. Think it that it's not because of you. It's not personal. It's actually something I tell myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I also come I also come from this emotional country so <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good uh, sound advice. Super, thank you. Anything else you would like to add? Well, I have to say that overall the cooperation within a DTSC or DT group that I experienced is great. We are really a huge company. 
or let's say a huge group with many different companies from many different countries. And for five years that I'm in a, in a DT group, I have never, never met bad people or, or people that are mean. I have to say that we have really great cooperation, communication with colleagues from, from Germany, which are our main counterparts, I would say. I'm really yeah. happy. How does it work? How the management communicate and uh, how the culture is is developed? Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much for being here, Rasto. Really happy uh, to get to know you first and to have you here. So I wish you the best. Now, finally, the guest that you've been waiting for, our special guest today is Sebastian Bayer. And I think a lot of you might recognize him because he was part of the creation of the TSE in 2014. Sebastian, you are a privacy, security and compliance consultant. Uh, you've been part of Magenta Group since 2009 and you worked with DTSE Romania and Deutsche Telekom before you decided to start your own journey in 2018. Your goal today as the founder of the digital marketing company RE7 Consulting Romania is to help companies and entrepreneurs to develop a proper digital strategy to win more B2B customers over the internet in and outside of Romania. Sebastian, hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Mema. Thank you for the invitation. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy that I got um, the invitation from DTSE, and I'm also really happy that I'm your first guest in this podcast today. Yes, so you are my first uh, guest from outside DTSE, and I'm really proud that you're uh, the one who was part of the creation of the company. Yeah, what can I say? Um, yeah, you mentioned it already at um, at the beginning. So I was when I, um, I, I maybe I can tell you a bit more about myself. Yes, sure. Not everybody at DTSE uh, know me or might recognize me. So. Um, I started in 2006 at Deutsche Telekom, first as a trainee for two and a half years as an IT businessman. Then I worked for um, a few months in the um, customer support, so mainly selling iPhones and Magenta, Magenta and Entertain. And after that, I switched to the Predether, which was the HR business services or personal service telecom before. Mm -hmm. And um, since 2009, I'm working as a data privacy and IT security consultant. And um, when the project for DTSA started, so I joined the project in 2014, was mm -hmm. Project Aramis. And um, I was doing my bachelor in international business administration. And because it's international, one semester you have to go abroad. Um, for studying or for work. And because I was working for Telekom at this time, I was able to join the exchange program of Deutsche Telekom. So that gave me the possibility to combine the study abroad, um, the learning abroad with um, the work from Deutsche Telekom. Mm -hmm. and in 2014, I went to Bucharest in Romania in July and started to work on the project Aramis, which was at this time only consisting of around 20, 20 people, I think, in, in Bucharest or even less. So 
So it was a really big office, but not so many people and from different cultures. And that's when all started. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Sebastian, you talked a bit about yourself. So that's great uh, for the people who don't know you. Now they know a little bit more about you. And today we're talking about culture, of course, and our stereotypes. So my first question to you is, uh, do you believe uh, that stereotypes are important? And do you believe that uh, you use them in your daily life? Yeah, I think I think stereotypes in, in general are, are important. Um, for me personally, it helps me to, yeah, kind of, kind of to, to have kind of a shortcut, but it's also in another way, it's, it's dangerous to put people like in specific categories directly. So, mm -hmm. um, there are pros and cons, but, um, yeah, sometimes I, I have to say I'm, I'm using stereotypes because it makes, um, my life or um, the work easier. And uh, my question again is, did your colleagues mention some German stereotypes and did you see in yourself that, yeah, actually this stereotype is right? Did you have this kind of situation? Yeah, there are several things that um, I, I remember when I came the first time to Bucharest in 2014 and worked for Telecom. Um, The colleagues in Romania also were like, they were surprised, for example, they thought these Germans are so cold-hearted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how they said it. And um, they were they were surprised how, how funny um, I could be and that I wasn't so, so cold-hearted. Um, but other things like um, that we are punctual, I, I wouldn't say this for every German, believe me. <laughs> I know lots of them that are not punctual. Um, well, I know one that's the Deutsche Bahn that's never punctual. Exactly, <laughs> for example. And um, yeah, this with the punctuality, this is something that I am when when it comes to meetings. Um, also, like um, that we are really organized. So yes, in work I can say I'm quite organized, but when it comes privately, when you when you ask my mm. girlfriend, she wouldn't agree with this. Um, <laughs> but this is also different personality. <laughs> exactly, this is also what they what they say about it. Yeah, so that's yeah. true. The um, general stereotype about Germans is also that they're distant because uh, they seem cold and uh, they don't do small talk. And I guess the reason is that it differs from country to country. So in Germans, it's a, like a smaller or say a more important personal space. Yeah, that, that, that's a good example that you just brought up. I remember I, I was going to the grocery store and people, they were so close um, in the line. <laughs> I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't used to this. So my personal space was somehow <laughs> invaded. You know, I, I got used to this, but this was what what was really for me, uh, like I was like, okay, yeah. I can take a bit distance, but no. This yeah. is something I had to get used to. It and I think now my personal space is much closer than it was before um, I left Germany, for example. Like the men the notion of personal space is different from country to country, and you're an example that some stereotypes don't really uh, apply on you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you can say this. For example, also with um, they expect you that you drink when you are German, you like beer. So I remember when I was going there, I wasn't really like somebody that liked beer. Um, so they were then surprised that I wasn't like the typical German beer drinker, for example. 
But uh, another thing I, I remember was um, when I came to Bucharest, it was a really warm welcoming. So the colleagues directly invited me to join them and so on. That, that was, yeah, they even invited me at their home, which is not in Germany like um, typical, I would say. So it's more like you invite new colleagues um, to go to a restaurant or something. Um Yeah, but I, I can say that in Romania, it's a really warm welcoming, for example. Yeah. Did you have any other uh, stereotype, maybe some difference of culture in a situation with colleagues where you saw that, okay, this is really because of our culture differences that this is happening? And then in general, when you, for example, meet um, for meetings um, with, with colleagues, especially from Southern, Southern Europe, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. they, you 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 knew already that they wouldn't be on time, which is which is okay. I learned from this. So when I, for example, say, okay, I want to have the meeting at nine thirty, I invite them for nine o'clock or nine fifteen, so that I know we can start the meeting at nine thirty. <laughs> because when you work in a project with um, different cultures from different countries. Um, others might be not so happy when because they have to jump in another call. Um, so this is something that I remember from from my working experience internationally mm. how it is. I think what I realized was um, it's really helpful when you describe your how did you come up with the thought if you describe. Um, what makes you feel or think like this so that the others can understand you better because especially when you when you deal with um different type of person not not only different cultures but type of persons um they when when they hear something then it might be some you know when i say something um they might be offended you know But when you explain them how did you come to this conclusion, then they understand better and they don't feel offended, for example. Mm. I, I don't have now a specific example, but this is something that helped me during the entire process. Interesting. So, yeah, talking and maybe being more open about the thought process with people and you know that you are very different. Exactly. Yep. To be to be aware, I think mindfulness is the key word here. To be to be aware and to be open minded and also try to put yourself in the other person, you know, to understand mm -hmm. better what might they understood. That that helps a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. Super. Um, Sebastian, thank you very much for uh, this nice conversation. I hope you enjoyed your time. Yes, thank you for the invitation. And I would like to say also greetings to the former colleagues that still know me from data privacy or security audits or online trainings that I did. So, yeah, thank you again for the invitation. Super. I hope they remember you with good, <laughs> good memories. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm joking for sure. So yeah, thank you, Sebastian. And thank you, dear listeners. So that's all, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in to DTSE Talks and joining me today along with Judith, Andre, Laura, Rasto and Sebastian. And they sure did share a lot of insights about the cultures. 
So to make sure our collaboration works within international teams, first, acknowledge that we're different from each other. We have different ways to communicate, so just be aware that not everyone experiences life the same way as you do. So don't take things personally, be curious, mindful, and take time to process other people's behaviors. Put yourself in their shoes to try and understand where they're coming from. Also, explain how you got to your ideas and walk people through your thought process. This helps also people understand you better. And the biggest key to make this happen is to simply talk and discuss without emotions whenever an issue arises. And you will see the more you understand other people's mechanism, the less you get annoyed when they do something strange or weird for you. So, thank you for tuning in again. Join us next month as we debunk artificial intelligence with our AI incubator colleagues. And if you're like me, we're finally going to understand what the heck is going on there and what the heck is AI about. <laughs> Remember, you have until 15th of December to decide on the show's topics. So, go ahead and contact us. Let's do this together. Make sure to go to Yum, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a feedback. Bye.